Hey everyone, Brooklyn here. This episode is sponsored by Elevated Oats. You definitely need to go check them out. They have tons of healthy snacks that make a nice accessory to a peanut butter jelly sandwich or a needed treat in between basketball games. My dad and I support them because they are an active and local business who supports their community. Check them out at elevatedoats.com. And if you do purchase online, be sure to use our coupon code at dadstop at checkout for 15% off. That's elevatedoats.com. Thank you for listening. And go. Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to the Dad Stop Podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn Ridgeway, and this is my dad, Lonnie Ridgeway. What up? Brooklyn. What is that? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. We have some interesting topics today. Yes, we Quit do. Quick clapping. I gotta edit that out. Quick clapping. No clapping. All right, no, seriously though. Uh, interesting topics today. We're going to get right into it. We are? We are. Why not? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yes. Like what? Like how they can support us. How can they support us? You guys can go follow our TikTok, which we're not current. We don't, we're not really good at that, but there are some videos out there. Don't follow us on TikTok right now. Yes, follow us on TikTok. Why follow are you deep promoting right us? I'm not deep promoting Yes, it's- you are. Go follow us on TikTok because that's another way you can support us. Another way to support us is we have an Instagram. The, dad stop. the best way to support us, though, is to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Yes. And I've been trying to get you guys to review. I mean, one host, you got to <laughs> think about what you're saying. Um, comment on these podcasts and I. Podcasts? On this podcast in the rate and review. Sorry. Anyways, um, comment. If you like this content, rate and review. Yeah, rate right? and review. That's the best way to support us. Yeah. Helps with the algorithm and all that. I don't understand all that, but. And subscribe to be part of the Dads.fam. Dads.fam. All right. This is our subject for today. This is interesting. Ukraine and Russia. Ukraine and Russia. I want to know. It's what, all the talk at school. What do you, it is a talk at school. Kids are talking about it or teachers are talking about Both. it. What are the kids saying? What do you want to get saying? Well, you said it's a talk at school. What are they talking about regarding the subject? Like how it's unfair. How it's unfair? Okay. What do you know about this? I know that Russia had bombed Ukraine because Russia wanted part of Ukraine's land. Mm-hmm. But Ukraine's really small, so they actually kind of um, wanted all of the land and started bombing people. Which makes sense why they wanted their own land. U- Ukraine didn't start bombing people. They started protecting their own land, right? Mm-hmm. You, you could hear a bunch of different type of stuff why Russia is doing it. It's like this. Playing Monopoly, right? You played Monopoly before? Mm-hmm. And somebody comes across and it's late in the game and somebody comes across and you're like, I can overtake them right now. I don't know how much time I'm going to have left in this game to be able to do it. So either my time is now or I'm never going to get it type thing. It's kind of the situation that Putin's in. What is scary about it? Do you know what's scary about the whole situation too? Is that we're close with the closest thing to Russia? No, not necessarily. Well, it's it's the fact that there's these nuclear bombs. Oh right? yeah, they um the new technology. Yeah, the bomb thing is insane. I mean, you're talking about this one bomb, this rocket launcher type thing when it, you know, gets let go, it sucks all the oxygen out of the people in the area including out of the lungs of the people. Like it's just it's insane. The technology, but uh, when someone's trapped in a corner, like, I mean, I think as we've been 
in the whole history close to nuclear bomb or someone actually using that force is now. Um, but I had a couple comments to put on. Do you have any comments on this whole situation going on? What's going on in your mind regarding this? Well, Ukraine's such a small little land, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like Russia's a big place. Like if you look on a map, it's huge. In my opinion, I think it's kind of um, kind of like greedy of Russia. Greedy of Russia? Bomb Ukraine because they wouldn't give up their land. I can see that. What are the kids saying your age? You mentioned earlier that they're saying stuff like it's jacked up. Wait, what'd you say specifically? Yeah. That's what you said is jacked up? Yeah. What else are the kids saying? Your age. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious what you understand about the situation. Um, I mean, they don't really, I'm not like in the conversation. I just hear stuff. So what do you know and how do you get the information? Um, what do I know? I know that Ukraine's president could have ran away, mm-hmm. but he um, told, or the people that were going to take him out, um, he told them that like he wanted to stay and fight with the country, and it wasn't like it wasn't fair if like his people were fighting for him, and then he just left. Um, here's the thing, though, right? One thing that Pol- um, Zelensky said, I almost called him Pelosi, and that is not his name. Mm-hmm. Zelensky said, "Is this? Um, they were trying to get a way to get him out, right? And say, hey, listen, if you want out, we got you. We're gonna give you the back door hookup." Right, we're going to swoop in there, whoop, whoop, right? Get you in the chopper, bop, you know, and get you, I don't know what all those sound effects are. But get him out of the country. You know what he responded? Mm. He said, I do not need a ride. I need ammunition. That is the most gangster thing I've ever heard. He said, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Are you going to help me with ammunition? And so that really. I have no idea what ammunition is. Gun. So he's not trying to get out. He's a president guy. He's the top guy there. He can save himself, save his family. But what he's doing, he's like, yo, my, my people are down here fighting. I'm going to stay down there fighting. I know I can call up my connects and get out of here, but I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to fight with my people. That is inspiring because he can literally lose his life and he could have saved his life and his family's life. But he's like, nah, bump that. He's like, I don't need I a ride out. I need ammunition. Did he send his family away? And then- I would assume so. Um, and so I think that's the best way to lead. He is literally leading his country. He's telling them, like, yo, listen, he actually issued a statement saying, hey, if you are out in the country, if you're out in the streets and you are a man, right, and if you are protecting your family, protecting these city streets, bear arms and just resist whatever's going on when the Russians are there and, you know, they're trying to do their thing. Resist and stand up and fight. But he's not just telling them to do that. He's actually doing it himself. Um, but here's a situation where I want to tie this into your world, Right. I think it's very brave, admirable, honorable, all the things that he's doing. And it just reminds us on a lower level how there's been times where I have not, I've taken like the easier road and not stood up for something that I know that I believed in instead of just fighting it despite whether or not I was going to get shamed or I was going to get guilted or something bad might happen to me. I've taken the easy road before. I cowered out before. And I don't want to do that anymore. And I haven't been doing that, but this was a good time and a good reminder of seeing someone else take the high road and being strong to do it yourself. So this is my question to you. Have you ever cowered out of doing something that you can think about the top of your head? And here's what it might look like, right? Let me give you examples. Or do you have something? Sure. <clears throat> Somebody is being 
mean to you at school or trying to fight you. And instead of going to school the next day, you call in sick or just a situation like that before. Like you don't really go to school because you want to deal with X, Y, Z. And so you act like you're sick or something like that. Uh, or there's something that you're supposed to do. And instead of actually rising up to do it, your anxiety gets the best of you and you just choose not to do it. Whether that's a conversation, whether that's admitting you're wrong, whatever. So all of that to say, does anything come to mind when I said that? Yeah. Like what? What came to mind? A bunch of stuff. Can you give me an example? It's hard to explain. Well, give me your best shot. It's not easy to explain. Is it? And let me ask you this. Because there's scars and there's wounds. Is it something that's a scar where you've already gone past it? Or is it a wound where you're still dealing with it? Scar. Scar, okay. So can you, are you, do you not want to share the scar? Share the scar. It's not that big. Okay, go ahead. Let's scar. Um, when I was younger, actually, yeah, when I was younger, and sometimes now, I'll do this thing where I get anxious of saying like, "I'm sorry, I was wrong," because I'm just a stubborn. Person. Really, you do that? Yes. How do you combat that? What? I said, how do you combat that? What? How do you combat that anxiety to actually say you're wrong or just whatever it do is? It? Well, what do you do? So there's, honestly, so it's not as easy as just do it, right? So there's a step. I got a buddy who he told me, he was like, it's your gut, right? You, t- you count to five, and on five, you just take a deep breath, and you say what you have to say. Yeah. And he, he's a grown man. That's what he does. So what do you do to get past that? Count to ten. Hmm? Count to ten. Do you literally do that? So you count to ten, and then what do you do? You go walk outside and say, Mom and Dad, I'm sorry for lying to you. I shouldn't have been doing that. I've been staying up all night no, trying to sneak guys. on my cell phone, or whatever it is. So not you guys. Okay. Is there a specific situation that you're thinking of right now? No? I like that. Count to 10. So you count to 10. Is that actually a tactic that you actually use or did you just say you use it? I like that. That's good. Do you think, let me ask you this. You're, we're big conversation about war and all that stuff. Does the fact of death, this is weird. We're talking about death for a second. This is crazy. Does it make you nervous? No. Why not? Because we all, we'll all die at some point. You're right. We all we all will die at some point. See, it's hard to say. We all, we we all will all, die we at all some will point. Die yeah. We are. We are going to do, yeah. We are going to die at some point. But why does it not make you nervous? Because I will even admit, thinking about death freaks me out. It does. And I, don't know, and I don't even know if it's necessarily... Maybe it's like a phobia or something. Not necessarily a phobia, but I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I just am not afraid to die. You're not afraid to die? Have you thought about death before? Well, obviously. Well, what do you think about when you think about death? This is a weird turn. I can't believe we're going this route, but it's good. Dying? I don't know. Well, what about dying, though? Are you thinking of, like, how you're going to die? Is this going crazy? Is it going deep? I'm not afraid of death, but I'm afraid of like how I will die. Okay. See, I'm right on target with you there. Because I'm literally like, this is the thing. So this is making, and this is like reality. These people in these Ukraine, like there's people who have lost their lives and they were just chilling, doing what they do, barbecuing over there who've been working out and their life literally just changed in the snap of a finger. And some people literally who lost their lives that they weren't planning on losing their life that day, right? And so it just made me think like, or just reminds me 
One, life is like a mist. Have you heard that verse before? Nope. James 4.14, life is like a mist here for a second and it's gone. Imagine a mist. Shh, what is your life a vapor? That now that everybody is promised tomorrow. But then also like, man, I got to make the best of it for today. Anything else you want to say? I don't really know how to say it, but I think that it might lead to World War Three, and that's what I'm a little bit nervous about because we are right by Russia. What makes you nervous? I mean, we're right by Russia. Right. But Russia's a big place, right? Do you think, let's see, do you think uh, Anchorage had to be nervous if it was someplace that was on the East Coast right by New York going crazy over there? Probably. But you know what I mean? Like the city, the, the, where they're, the location of everything going on is different. They're on the other side of Europe. But the infrastructure and all like the barriers, there's a lot to get through for us to be nervous. But at the same time, I think that this was a reminder that something like that could take place. And like with all the, the new bombing and stuff. like What do you mean new bombing? Like all the, like all the new technology mm-hmm. for bombing and what do you think about a country turning into war going over the next day? Can you imagine that? Like, I was talking to somebody when I was in college who is from a Europe. I can't remember what country they're from. But they used to have, like, bomb sirens as just like we have earthquake tests. Like, hey, everybody's a freaking earthquake. I don't know. <laughs> no one says it like that. But what do you do during an earthquake? What are you taught to do? Go under a table. Okay. What about fire? What are you taught to do? Get out. They literally have bomb tests in school that go off with sirens and all that stuff in different countries. Like, that's a normal thing. And that is, I don't know, that makes me think about life a little bit differently because we've been so cushioned here. What do you think is going through the minds of the young girl who's 14 years old in Ukraine right now? Do you know this girl? No, I'm just asking. I think she's probably scared. Mm -hmm. Probably just wants everything to go back to normal. What do you think she's scared about? Um, probably of her family dying, mm-hmm. her dying. Her dad possibly dying? Because as of right now, men are being asked and called to bear arms and fight for their cities, their towns, their state, their country, all that stuff. Um, and it's actually really inspiring because there's 14, 15, 16-year-olds who are lying, saying they're of a certain age so they can fight. Like, that's just crazy to me. Uh, but it's super inspiring and challenges me. What else about this whole situation? Do you have any questions, any comments? Like, just... I just think it's a little unfair that Russia's doing this to Ukraine. Why? I mean, what did Ukraine do to Russia? Just They're just chilling, doing their thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that was a, that was a bad move for Russia, because now everyone's hating on Russia. You know, it's, you know why it's a bad move, too? I think Russia underestimated the power of Ukraine. I think they thought it was going to be way easier to get in and do what they wanted to do but they're like i don't think they were expecting to be met with this much opposition from essentially townspeople who never had any training but ukraine is doing some brilliant stuff i mean they blew up bridges they're just like doing things to not make it easy on russia just smart tactical things i feel like russia probably should have thought all this through they probably should have why do people act without thinking it through Put yourself in Putin's stance. That's his name, Putin. P-U-T-I-N, Putin. Was Putin, like, a big 
part or something. Oh, he's the reason why. He's like the president or the, yeah, the president of Russia. That's his thing. He's yeah. running that. That's probably why. What do you think is leading it? I think that Russia kind of wants to honor their president, I guess, and just kind of give him what he wants. And they're just like, I guess, not really like seeking it, but like really wanting to please. Right. So, of course, like the soldiers and everybody below Putin is falling in line because the way that they have it structured in their hierarchy, that he says something, they go do and knock it out. But what do you think is his... What, what, where is it coming from? What would make someone do that? Think that way. Maybe. You said it at the very beginning. It starts with the G. R. E. E. Oh, greedy. Greedy. The, the greed for power, money, control, all that stuff. Which is crazy because that's the thing. And now, too, the other thing that's interesting is... Yeah, we see on a large scale what's going on and how greed can make you make irrational decisions, not even think everything through. But you can see it at a lower scale, too. So can you identify it? A so what Putin's doing is at a big scale, right? It's all over. But do you see how this can happen in your school or in everyday life? Like what? Give me an example. Um, in everyday life, I guess someone could... Let's, let's just make up on a thing. Okay, let's say one of my friends came over, right? Mm -hmm. We're hanging out, and I, she likes my sweatshirt, and she's really uh, jealous over it, and she decides to be greedy and, like, steal it. That could be an example. It could be an example. What do you put inside your place? And this is something that's smart to think about. What do you put, or what kind of routines or exercises do you do to make sure that you don't get to that point where you, because not everybody is, like, they go little small steps from being school kid and you grow up in high school and you grow up and you go to college or whatnot. And all of a sudden you're making these big greedy moves when you have a lot of power, whether it's you work for a company or that you have the ability to beat down the person who doesn't make as much money than you. Like what, what kind of things and kind of things can you put in place in your life to make sure that you stay humble and you don't get to that point? Just be grateful of what I have. Be grateful for what you have. How do you be grateful? By, I don't know. I think one way to be grateful is literally just like, think about what you have. We live in a, like the fact that we live in the United States, in Alaska, like we just started a business, me and mom did, and it's given us a lot more freedom, financial freedom, freedom with schedules and all that stuff. Like people don't have those opportunities. And so being grateful for stuff like that. And you can literally like go down and walk down the ladder and think of everything that you're grateful for. Uh, what else? What's another routine that you can do? Um, I have no idea. You don't know? What kind of things do you read? I know you give me that scrunched up look because you hate reading. But the things that you consume, reading, movies, media, and all that stuff has a bigger part to play in your mindset and how you think and you think it does any other comments questions concerns i don't think so no uh do you have anything to to say to anybody out there brooklyn we need some wisdom what's the what's the wise word of wednesday because it gets released on every wednesday give us wednesday wisdom I'll be gone on wednesday give us wednesday wisdom do you have any wednesday wisdom be appreciative of what you have because you never know 
There are no what? I mean, <laughs> be appreciative of what you have because sometimes you have more than you think. Ladies and gentlemen. And that is Wise Wednesday. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard that here first. This is the end of the episode. Thank <laughs> you.